Thanks for joining us and welcome back to the Watchman on the Wall podcast. Periodically, we'll bring you true stories of angelic encounters, heavenly visitations, near-death experiences, as well as modern-day prophecies that are relevant to us today. When we come back, we'll begin our next episode. Are you looking for a good quality used car but don't want to pay an arm and a leg? Well, come into Rainy Used Cars. We have the largest selection in the Southeast. Whether you want a pickup or a quality SUV from mom, you'll find a variety of vehicles to choose from. We even finance. So come in today. You'll find a Rainy Used Cars located near you. Hello and welcome back. Today we're going to hear from Dana Coverstone in his latest dream. He calls this dream the church and state dream. In part two of our broadcast today, we'll hear from Kat Kerr and her latest message from the Lord. So now here is Dana Coverstone and his church and state dream. Hey, good afternoon, Pastor Dana Coverstone, Livermore Ministries, Burstville, Kentucky. Now, I'm going to be sharing a dream I had uh, between December 19th and 23rd. This stretched out over several days, uh, several nights, and uh, just going to share it, leave it at it. I know a lot of folks uh, made a lot of comments, even there's already somebody here who said, you know, prophecy is false. I want to remind people that dreams are symbolic. Uh, confirm what you say I said. Uh, dreams are for you to pray about, think about, look at, and then decide what to do with them. I believe this one's very, very easy to figure out what it's about, what it's saying. But I also uh, just want to make a point. I'm going to continue to share dreams. Um, I'm going to continue to share what God's showing me. And people can say what they want, do what they want with them. Um, I'm not I'm not really bothered by that. I'm simply going to say them, share them. I know that I've got to be obedient to what the Lord's showing me, so I'm going to do that. And regardless of um, comments or people or negative whatever, I'm going to continue to share them. Uh, so here it is. It's a dream that I had December 19th through the 23rd of this year. I saw the United States Capitol building, and it was fully lit up. And the tower part had large arms, like human arms attached to it. The arms were muscular and they had short sleeves and very rough looking hands. When I say rough looking working hand, I mean hands that had worked the ground. Hands that had its hands on that had been on a plow or working with machinery or, or in other words, hard working hands. The building was also the Capitol building was also flying the flag that Betsy Ross designed with 13, 13 stars in a circle in the top left hand corner. So I knew this had to do with the starting of, of American history. 
Across from the congressional building was a traditional style looking church. It also had arms attached to the steeple. The arms were very muscular and very similar to the arms of the Capitol building. Both had rough hands and arms that knew work. You could see the you could see the veins popping out, the muscles, the work. These were hands that were not afraid to get themselves dirty or work hard. And they were very uh, they had short sleeve work shirts on. The hands were not necessarily dirty, but they obviously were dry and cracked and obviously been working in the fields or on equipment, something like that. So you get the idea. These hands have been working hard. Behind the church, there were standing religious leaders that were wearing. Uh, I, I saw like several Catholic cardinals. Uh, I saw early 1900s and late 1800s style preachers with the with the, the long black coat and and, uh, and Bibles in their hands. Behind the Capitol building, there were some older style congressmen. Uh, if you met Colonel Sanders, it dressed kind of like Colonel Sanders, older style, southern northern you know professional dress. But they seemed older the the, the clothing did, but they also also seemed very professional. And each group was cordial towards each other at the beginning of this dream. The hands shook. The church, the state hands shook the church hands, and they seemed to get along. They stood in their location. They were respecting each other's uh, sides, supporting each other as well. Uh, and then the sky began to move and shift and change. It looked like uh, like a scene from the H.G. Wells' The Time Machine, where the the sky. The, the day is going faster and faster and faster and finally as it's changing times uh, times change times shift becomes a little bit more modern in that regards as the scene slowed down I noticed that the Capitol building arms were now long sleeved and they had very expensive cufflinks gold cufflinks with diamonds all over obviously very very expensive cufflinks and the hands were no longer rough they were very soft and very had manicured manicured nails looked like they had not touched an axe or a shovel uh, or been in the dirt for any amount of time at all the roughness was entirely gone too the building the capitol building was well maintained very well lit both buildings were very well lit but it looked as if they'd been taken care of and polished uh, the church appeared to have the same kinds of muscled arms with rough hands and they seemed dry and cracked but and those hands were in constant motion but no sleeve no no cufflinks just they appeared to be very similar to what they were from the scene i'd seen earlier the capital suddenly put their hands together firmly like this popped their knuckles and pointed the church in a very accusing way and the church hands they just kept moving and and, and working there was even blood on their hands and i think in, in a sense like from sacrifice the sacrifice the hard work they had done was causing their hands to crack and bleed and they were working on something um, the capital hands then went up like this, like to stop the church from moving forward. And the church stopped in its tracks. And the and the church hands were moving like, hey, we, we got to get by here. We need to get by you. We need to get past you. We've got work to do. There's a gospel to preach. They weren't saying those things, but the hands were indicating that they needed to get by the capital. So the church tried to move by and the capital moved over and stood right in its way and put its hands up like this. Well, then the church started to go around again and the capital pushed them down to the ground so they go in the dirt and the church wipes itself off gets up tries to walk by again and they got pushed down one more time so but the church wasn't backing down the church was caught they're trying to look around see what's going on trying to figure out they want to get by and so 
they're they're walking back up. They were not backing down or you know they weren't stopping from the ground. But each time they got up, they just kept coming back towards the state or the the, the capital. Now the people behind the church, they were very timid, very very worried because the capital, the people standing behind the capital building, they were grimaced and arms folded and just looking like you can't move, you don't need to do anything. What's going on? You know, you just can't move. You want to stay right there. Then I saw the church do this, popped its knuckles, and they set its face towards the area behind the Capitol and just tried to walk by the state. And this time, the the, the church said strongly, "We need to get by, and we're going to do it right, but we must be allowed to pass." And the state simply said, "Not on our watch." That was the response of the state. So now both sides. Have their have their their pastors set to do what they're doing, you know, or both sides are going to to do what they're going to do. The state then grabbed the church by the throat, pushed it back, and down. But the church got back up and pushed back against the state, so it's starting to get violent. The church bent itself down, leaned into a state, and put its back foot down. That literally braced itself on the ground and pushed forward. And they were both straining against each other. As they were pushing and contending and wrestling, almost like a like a wrestling match, one of the capital arms slipped a a seed, just a very very dark, almost black type seed, into the back pocket of the church. At the same time, some of those standing behind the church saw the the hustle and bustle, and they moved over to stand behind the building, the capital building. And the capital then said. The church needed to stand down, but the church said we won't. So there was a standoff, and as the standoff is going on, looking at each other and kind of pushing each other, this large thorny vine was growing out of the back pocket of the church, and it was coming up behind, around the back, wrapping around the body of the church, wrapping around the building of the church, going up into the arms of the church, and trying to wrap around the neck, and even trying to go down the throat of the church. And when the Capitol building saw this, it just kind of stepped back. And went like this, like it could go on by. Now the flowers on this vine were red, just a very, very bright, almost blood red, and they were biting the church,、uh, and they were wrapping around the legs of the church, and it kept growing. And once again, as I said, it went into the mouth of the church, went down its throat, and was trying to surround its heart. So by this time, the Capitol building is not even concerned about the church; they're not even looking.、Uh, they're just doing their own thing over there. But the church, the, the church building itself, I, I realize this moment has a a left arm that is red, blood red, almost like the color of the of the vines. The right hand of the church is a white hand, now not like white skin, like of a white Caucasian person, but just like white paper, you know, eight and a half, you know, just piece of paper, that type, that kind of white. So the distinction, it's not has, has nothing to do with the color of people, it has to do with the, just the, the purity, I guess, the white. The leaves on this vine that appear like the flags also have these unusual symbols on them. And that left hand, the white hand, is trying to pull the vine. The right hand, the left hand, is trying. To, the red hand is trying to slap away the white hand to keep the white hand from pulling off the vine. It's trying to. The red hand is trying to protect the vine that's going around the church. So this results in a fight, and the two hands are trying to protect. One's trying to protect the church. One's trying to strip it from the church. As the struggle continues, the capital just looks at the church, trying to assess the strength. But it's over there handing out money and signing 
bills, it's shaking hands, and it's shaking hands with business leaders and professional-looking people from all the different nations, different nationalities, and that sort of thing. At this moment, the church begins to shake violently, like it was having a grand mal seizure, and the chest kind of opened up and revealed this heart that had been squeezed almost to death by this vine. The, the, The heart was beating barely. The white hand took a knife, just kind of appeared in his hand, took a knife, and pierced the root, the, the root wrapped around that part, the vine, the vine root. It's going to call the vine root. And that vine all, automatically began to wither. It just almost like the life went out of it and it fell away from the heart, and the heart went back to its normal size and was pumping like it should have, should be pumping. The red hand made a fist and punched the steeple, doing this. Tried to grab the white hand, but the strength was fading. It was letting go, and it finally just dropped to the side, the left side of the church. And the church took a few steps, but its strength was fading, and it dropped down to the ground on its knees. And that white hand just kind of dropped to the side. Then, both hands came up. Red hand's kind of gone now. They're both the white kind of hands. It unbuttons the shirt and it falls to its knees. And the church asks forgiveness for allowing that red root to grow in its heart. And then that Christ figure that I've seen in so many of the visions and dreams appeared, and he just embraced the church. He pulled the he pulled the the building towards himself. So. The Christ figure was facing ahead at the Capitol building, and the church he was holding onto like this was looking behind, behind Jesus. And he suddenly pointed at the state, the Capitol building, and he said, You never wanted the church to succeed, but the gates of hell will not stop her, and those who have seen the root will prune the vine and cut off the poisonous part. And then he let go of the church and he kind of pulled her out to his side. And he said, he pointed at the church and he said, be about my father's business. Stay pure and fear not the state, for they know not what they do. And the church then slowly walked past the Capitol and all the people who were standing with it, including some religious figures. Got it just a few yards past the past the, the Capitol building, the state, and then it just took off running. I mean, took off running. Both hands that were now white were, were up like this as the church was running. Not, not in a fighting position. They were open and they were like sharing things, information, spreading the gospel. But laying at the feet of the capital was the root of that seed. They then plan the church's back pocket. And it looked to me like a, if you can imagine a sweet potato that is just blood red deep red it looks like maybe rotted that's what it looked like and then the Christ figure appeared once again and said clearly these words stay braced stay focused and stay on task for I am coming soon I think what the Lord is trying to tell us is very simple we need to continue to fight to get the gospel out we cannot stop praying 
We cannot stop seeking his face. We can't say, well, we're January now. The 2020 is over. We're good to go. No, we have got to hunker down in our prayer life, hunker down in our prayer time, hunker down in our time in the word. Uh, this is not the time to just relax. We, I, I really believe we're in the dream where I saw us holding our breath. And we can't just stop praying. Folks, we got. To, we need to be praying more now than we ever prayed before. We need to be more tuned to the Spirit and using more discernment than we've ever used before. Now is the time for us to really truly listen to what the listener is saying to us and be the church, be the body of Christ. Don't be intimidated by censorship. Don't be intimidated by those that say, stop talking about those things. We simply keep praying for people and praying and praying and praying like we never prayed before. That Christ figure has appeared to me several times in those dreams. And every time I hear the word brace yourself, I'm reminded of what we got to do. And he said, stay braced, stay braced. Many people believe that once January 1st, that the calendar turns over, everything changes and shifts. I don't think so. Once we get a president in, it's going to change and shift. I don't think so. I think most of you that are awake and alert spiritually know that there's something going on. Things are happening around us. Something is happening around us. Uh, there's been compromise in the church. There's been struggles in the church. There's, there's division in the church. There's a church that is awake and there's a church that has no idea what in the world is happening. And I know which part of the church I want to be in. And there's always going to be wheat and tares. There's always going to be wheats and tares. Wheat and tares. But we've got to continue to do the work we've been called to do. Because Paul said work while it's yet day. So folks, keep praying. Keep seeking his face. I'm hearing from more and more of you that are yourselves having dreams, having visions. I'm hearing from more and more of you that are having prophetic words, things that you feel like you need to say. Um, and that's what, what Joel said would happen when Peter uh, quoted him in Acts chapter 2. In the last days, I'll pour my spirit out on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters will prophesy. Your young men will have visions. And your old men will have dreams. So keep walking in the spirit. Keep walking in those things and keep trusting the Lord to use you like never before pray about the dream ask the lord to show you things about the dream if he shows you nothing that's fine uh, i just know when i have the dreams and what i sense i'm supposed to share that's what i'm doing and uh thanks for taking the time to listen we'll be right back after this message Hello again, this is The Watchman. Please join us each week for an exciting and inspirational podcast dealing with angel encounters, heavenly visitations, near-death experiences, as well as modern-day prophecies that are relevant to us today. So tune in each week and share it with your friends. After all, they could use a little inspiration in their life, too. That's The Watchman on the Wall podcast, and now you can find us on YouTube. Now we'll hear from Kat Kerr, who says she heard from the Lord that victory will come suddenly. Tell us anything you want to tell us about the election before we get into questions about heaven. Well, um, the father spoke to me yesterday, and he, of course, is still saying Trump's winning. And you can't look at the normal way things would happen, because we're talking about God not talking about man or their mindset or even their normal, I guess, procedures they go through. 
So I am not moved by what the electoral vote said. I am not even moved by what happens in Georgia uh, when they have to do that. I'm moved by what God says. And I do want to say something because he's very adamant about us making a stand and keeping that stand. And I know some people have already backed up. And I want, you can't just give up or back up because things don't right. go right the way you thought they should. This right. is the biggest issue with man and always has been with God. When they think it's not going right the way they thought it should, they think either God forgot, he changed his mind, or maybe he wasn't sure about what he said. <laughs> yeah. and I, mean, I know it is. I, I've laughed all day long a lot about it, and God actually is laughing. But you need to know he is making a list. He loves lists. He has many books he writes in, but he told me to say this. He's taking note of who steps back, especially in the Christian leadership, especially. Wow. wow, sobering. Well, you know, he has said adamantly that he's setting us up for the next 100 years between these 10 year decades, these two decades, 2030 and 30, 2040. He's doing some very major changes to set us up to manifest and demonstrate supernatural signs and wonders and during these 20 years will be some of the greatest creativity and ideas and witty ideas we've ever seen. God is not concerned with what the other side is saying. He is still saying Trump will sit in that White House. He purposed it back in 2015 was when he told me that would happen. And he said it would be for eight years. And he said, I haven't changed my mind. I don't know why people are acting like I have. Now, this is from God himself. He said, but I am making notes about those who step back, who say they speak for me. And those who don't want to make a stand and believe and trust me for what I have said, especially if they heard God say Trump would win. He's not changed his mind. Something supernatural. It will definitely be a suddenly that he will do. Although it's okay to go through the process. He's not against the process or the normal procedures. But he has said since the 4th of November that the great fraud would be exposed and excuse me and justice would come so guess what no matter what anyone thinks or anyone's decided it's going to happen and so he is taking notes of those especially in the in the body of christ in the ministry and the leadership you better pay attention because god is serious whoever doesn't step back they will have the greatest time of celebration of anyone else because they stood with him in this time trusting him no matter what happens they know what god has said will happen and when you obey and when you make that stand and you don't step back and you stay excited great blessings and a broader stronger platform will be given you to speak for him but but those who do not stay and keep their stand and they back up and not do they just back up they try to get others to agree with them that the other side is one. He said they won't have a voice to speak wow. in the well, next you know, decades, especially. God has always bragged on scripture, brags on Abraham. We call it the father of faith because he believed that even if he had to follow through and, and slay his son, which God told him to do, he knew God would, if, if it need be, God would raise him from the dead. That's, That's right. Pushed it all the way up to that point. And God brags on him to this day. We call him the father of faith because he he hoped against all hope that God's word would be true. 
and we all know also that Moses was required almost to do, you know, Moses was required to take uh, the Jews on that long journey, but the first part of it was to cross the Red Sea. And so here's a man, here's a man, we're talking about a lot of people don't even understand Moses, I understand him a lot, but uh, he was raised right in Egypt. He was raised as a royalty in the Egyptian household. He had privileges, he had authority. He knew Pharaoh, he knew his, um, one of his best friends was, you know, Pharaoh's son, who ended up by being Pharaoh in the time when he was tested and every time Pharaoh said, no, da, 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 we know what happened. Things came against Egypt. God delivered him, but still in all that, he still had to lead them, uh, knowing the Egyptian army was coming. So here's wow. a man with over 1 million people, probably maybe 2 million, but you need to understand people, over 1 million people he had to take with him, encouraging them, saying it's going to be okay. God's delivering us out of Egypt's hands. We're going to be set free. And guess what? They took the silver and the gold from Egypt with them. So here they were taking the wealth. Here they're standing at the edge of the Red Sea. And, you know, here is, here is Moses waiting to see what will God say. And these people behind him begin to complain because they're in great fear. See, fear came. It always comes when God does something great. And you have to step out and, and stand in faith. Look how long Moses had to wait before the Red Sea thing, and then even after the Red Sea. Well, as sure as what, when he told him what to do, what happened? Here's the army after him to take him out or to drag them back. And Moses was trusting God the whole time. Moses didn't say, I'm giving up and I'm running. He never said that. He made his stand and the miraculous happened and they crossed on dry ground, not soggy ground, dry land. And here comes all the army after them to slay them and they get all the way to the other side and God moves his hand and here comes the sea in to destroy the Egyptian army, which would have taken out the Jewish, you know, would have taken them out. And he had to stand. This is one of those times and a lot of people are relating it to at the very same time. So in the Bible, when God was going to do some major changes or shifts for the better, the enemy always comes against you, always tries to bring fear. You'll have people that will argue with you, who will make fun of you. None of that matters to me. I'm going by what God himself has said. And he showed okay. in the very near future, people running into the streets and celebrating because they were forced to say Trump won. And I have sent them continually, not just in America, but around this world to uncover every hidden lie stealing lying deception uh fraud all of it openly that it will be known and seen and as god said to say justice will be given justice has also been sent with the army of heaven and they're pulling down strongholds of the demonic controlling the left controlling all kinds of factors involved with this and uh they're not going to escape i'm yeah. saying the fraud and the people who cheat and lie they won't escape and some actually ended by living a life of crime because they said yes to the crime. You can't partake of the darkness and think you can just get away with it or, or your life will just go back to normal. But I'm telling you, the army is busy millions all over America, uh, millions flooding Washington, D.C., in the Senate, in the House, in the Supreme Court. They're everywhere and they impact what people say and do. 
Uh, they can release things of God into these situations. So let me tell you, they are totally engaged with this whole thing to help make sure that Trump will win in the end and justice will be brought. So they're very busy. They're sent on assignment everywhere concerning the dominion machines to guard and protect evidence, to expose more evidence, to have people begin to say things like some people have the fear of the Lord come on them. They begin to, they begin to squeal and yell louder than you've ever thought. And I do know somebody high up. I don't know who it is. I don't know who it is. But a lot of the smaller individuals who did crimes have already talked about it. But somebody higher up will eventually give evidence that no one can refute. So I'm just saying, you hang in there. You celebrate. Because when you show God, you really believe him. Even the walls of Jericho, I could go on and on. They celebrated every day. Did these crazy things God said to do. It didn't matter where in the Bible God said, do this and it will be okay. Well, he's asking us to stay in agreement with him, to celebrate the victory before it happens. Call those things that be not as though they already are, is what he's saying. You're going to live the scripture, people, and you're going to see great victory come out of it. Don't you give up on what you sent them for or believe for, because sometimes they have to turn around and go back. Mine aren't going back. (laughs) I'm saying they won't. They will keep going and going forward with what they have been uh, commanded to do. They're an army. They need orders. They don't. They don't take requests. Okay. Don't give them a request. You have to. They have to have orders from headquarters. And we are part of that now since we're joining us with Christ. But you can't step back. And what you're making a stand for. It says if you step back, you're not fit for the kingdom. Doesn't mean you won't be sent into heaven. It means that he can't use you like he was using you. So whatever you do, don't step back. But yes, the angels are engaged. And yes, the enemy can be wounded. I've seen, like I said before, I've seen them being dragged by some of the army of heaven to to be sentenced because of the in the courts of heaven. And uh, so all kinds of activity takes place. They're a real army. They have real courts in heaven. They have one in heaven itself, one out in space, outside of heaven. And there's a lot of things you don't understand. But this is the thing. We trust God when he says something. And when, let me tell you, when 80% of America already believe Trump is the winner, God is getting a lot of participation from the moral majority, probably more than some of the Christian leaders. But Heaven's Army, they don't get wounded. They get weary. They have to go. Oh, they do. Yeah, the the hosts of heaven, they'll get weary from fighting. Sometimes if it's a long, long battle, the more you pray, the stronger they can fight. And that's the truth. So don't stop praying and believing. You don't have to beg God. Okay. You agree with what he wants and you encourage the army to keep fighting. And because, you know, hell doesn't want to let go. The devil doesn't just want the presidency people. He wants the world. That was Kat Kerr in her latest interview with a very inspiring message. We'll be right back after this. Are you interested in scary places? Well, I found a great podcast called Your Haunted Holiday. Each week, sisters Lisa and Lindsay will take you to some of the most haunted places in the world. Their incredible research into how these places became haunted is complemented by their insight into the ghostly activities that are present. 
They give you information on ghost tours, prices, and much more. That's Your Haunted Holiday. You can go to yourhauntedholiday.com or just listen to wherever great podcasts are found. Thanks again for listening, and if you enjoyed this episode, please share it with your friends. Also, give us a like. We welcome any comments or suggestions you might have. We also ask you to subscribe so that you will be notified of all our future episodes. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time on the Watchman on the Wall podcast. (laughs) 